Good morning. Good morning. Declare victory. Is anyone on the line yet? Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, grateful Deborah. Good morning. Bright and early, exactly six o'clock. <laughs> Good morning, it's Tiny Kim. Happy thankful Thursday. Good morning, Tiny Kim. Happy Thursday. I was hoping you'd say good morning because I wanted to make sure I got your name right this Thursday. Kind Kim. <laughs> Kindness. Yes. Amen. Oh, Thank kind. You, yes, kind Kim. Why did I think somebody, why did I think Tiny Tim? That would be nice, Tiny Kim. I'm not Tiny, unfortunately. Okay, Kind Kim. <laughs> God be praised. Good morning, kind Kim. I got you. Good morning. morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else who'd like to say good morning? Anybody else popping on who wants to say hi, good morning, or hey, or anything like that? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone who just popped on who'd like to say hello? Good morning. It's Denise. Good morning, Denise. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am good. I am good. good. Trying to trying to fight a cold. I don't I don't get cold, so I'm like, why is my voice doing this? I'm gonna drink <laughs> tea and pray on it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good morning, it's talking. Susie. Good morning. How are you? This is Susie. I'm fine. Hi, Susie. Hi. Good morning. Welcome, welcome again. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dee. Hi, sweetie. Hi. How are you? I'm better fighting. I fought a cold and I won. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, since I'm DD2, I'm fighting this one. Well, there it is. It's going to be going to death. Is that one more time? I said love you guys and continually praying for you guys. Thank you so much. We feel it. Um, it's It's been, you know, day by day, but we are um, standing by and being there for them. So, yeah. So we appreciate you so much. Good morning. Has anyone else popped on who wants to say good morning? Ta-da. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Hi, Didi. Hi, Didi Dion. I love y'all. Can you hear prayers? Yay. Love you, too. Nothing. Good morning. This is Prosperous. Good morning, Prosperous. How are you? I am well. How are you? Great. I'm great, too. Thank you so much. So much. Happy Thursday. Thankful Thursday. Second Thursday of the month. Thank you, you too. Have a blessed day. 
Thank you, you too. Good morning. Is there anyone else who just popped on who'd like to say good morning before we get started? Anybody else? Well, I will say good morning and welcome to Declare Victory one more time. If there's anyone who wants to say hi, go ahead. You can do so right now. Okay, well, if that is all, if there is no one else who wants to say good morning, we will go ahead and get started with the call. Now, before we move forward, we ask you to please mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Dion Didi, and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Keep calling in during the month of November, where our monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Each declarer will focus on how leadership plays a vital role in planning, sowing, and reaping God's desires for us within the work we do for him. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Lisa Porter. They are studying the book, The Bait of Satan, by John Bevere. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. Now, we didn't have any prayer requests submitted online. However, I'd like to encourage everyone about to use the app because it is user-friendly and it makes it easier for the host to announce. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Denise, the declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The order of the call again is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Denise. The declaration will be brought by Dion. And then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Isaiah 41 and 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Now, at this time, we're going to ask you one more time to please put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we thank you, Lord, on this morning. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You are a majestic God. You are a mighty God. You are altogether worthy, and you are altogether lovely. You are a will in the middle of a will. 
You are the rose of Sharon. You are the beginning and the end. You are our provider and our protector. You are a righteous judge. And Father God, we love you on today. We thank you for being compassionate and being a fair father towards us. We thank you and welcome you into our hearts and our minds and our spaces on today, Father God. You are welcomed. We welcome you on today, Father God. I pray today that as we embark into the marketplace and our various destinations on today, that we are clothed um, in our right minds, in the right spirit, and a renewed heart, Father God. I pray, Father God, that we have the full armor of God on, on today, Father God. I pray that we are strong in you on today, Father God. I pray that we trust the mighty work of your power on today, Father God. I pray that we stand firm against the strategies of the devil on today, Father God. For we know that we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against rulers and powers, against world forces of darkness, against spiritual wickedness, against uh everything that is unlike you, Father God, we will resist the enemy on today and we will stand our ground today. We will be armed with the band of truth, with the breastplate of righteousness, Father God. Our feet will be shod with the gospel of peace, Father God, holding the shield of faith on today, Father God, wearing the helmet of salvation on today, Father God, carrying the sword of your spirit on today. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for giving us strength, for giving us the spirit of power, for giving us the spirit of love, Father God, and for giving us strong minds on today. We shall not fear on today, Father God. I pray that as we walk through this day, Father God, that we walk in a spirit of belief, Father God. In the areas that we don't believe you, help our unbelief on today, Father God, and help us to remember your promises, Lord, for you said that you would never leave us nor forsake us. You said, Father God, that you will be with us through the end of time, Father God. You said that you would strengthen us, Father God. You said that you are the God that will fight our battle. So we give you praise on today, Father God. We honor you on today, Father God. We trust you on today, Father God. Father God, your word says that when we cry out that you will answer, Father God, and that you will come see about us, Father. So right now, Father God, even um, those that are on the line or on the, the recording, Father God, if they are in distress, Father God, hear their cry on today and see about them on today, Lord. I pray for the mind of Christ over every pastor on this line, Father God. I pray that they have the joy of the Lord, Father God, which is their strength, Lord. I pray that their hearts and minds and their spirit are on one accord with you, Lord, today. Father God, I pray that in the areas that they are weak, Father God, or wherever they may need strength, Father God, that you strengthen them, Lord, and overcome them, Father God, with the fire of your word, Father God. I pray for every pastor that is assigned to be fishers of men, Father God, that they just cast their nets, Father, on the other side, Lord. That's where the fish are, Father God. So if that means, Lord, that they need to 
change their mindset, change their mindset on today, Father God. If that means, Father God, that they need to change their teams, Lord, shift the teams, Father God, that they need to support them. Father God, whoever needs to lift up their arms on today, Lord, I pray that they get into place, Father God, for you called them to pastor your people. So I pray a special prayer over pastors, Lord. I pray a special prayer over teachers and apostles and evangelists, Father God. I pray a special prayer over your sheep, Lord, on today, Father God. For your sheep, hear your voice, Father God. So let them hear you on today, Lord. So they are not walking in fear, but they're walking towards you, Lord. I pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your light shine on each of your children on today, Father God. That when the enemy tries to approach them, that he just can't help but to bow, Father God, and run away and flee because your light is so great, because they know that we are children of the Most High God. Yes, Father God, we are peculiar people, but you created us to be that way, Father God. Father God, help us to be aware of those who are in need of you today, wherever we go, that we may spread the good news of your word on today, Father God, that we can change hearts and minds by just sharing the goodness of the Lord, Lord. Help us to smile on today, Father God. Help us to greet our brothers and sisters on today, Father God. Help us to sacrifice our lunch to feed the the needy on today, Father God. Help us to be better stewards, Lord. I pray, Father God, that any person that is on this line that has a bowed down head, Father God, that they lift up their head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up the everlasting doors. So the King of glory shall come into their hearts, Father God. They wonder who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle, Father God. I pray that they lift up their heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up so that the King of hosts can just come on in, Father God. I pray that whoever may be sick on today, that they understand that they are healed through your name, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for your son that hung, bled, and died, Father God, so we may live and live life and live life more abundantly, Father God. I pray, Father God, for every child, Lord, that wherever they go on today, that the blood of Jesus protect them, Father God, that they no hurt, no harm, no danger, that nothing comes against them, Father God. I pray that they stand their ground knowing who they are or who they belong to. I pray for each parent, Father God, that you give them wisdom on how to guide your children, Father God. I pray, Father God, for those who have hearts and rooms and and the uh, financial ability to take in a child, Father God. I pray for them, Father God, so they can continue to, to show your love to those that need love on today, Father God. I pray for the unhoused, Lord, those who slept on the ground last night, Father God, in the cold, Lord. I pray that you just that the angels just walk past them, Father God, and wake them up so they pick up their beds and walk on today, Father God. Let someone just just make a difference in their lives on today, Father God. I pray those that are hungry, Lord, that your angels miraculously deliver food on today, Father God. I pray, Lord, that we just, as your people, as your children, that we move like you want us to move, how you created us to move, and that is to give you glory. That is to give you honor, and we need to do that, Father God, on today. So as we take our phones off of mute, we will give you praise, Father God, for the very breath that you've given 
given us on today. We will take our phones off of mute today and say thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving us another day, Lord, to get it right. Praise your holy name on today, Father God. You deserve all the honor on today. You deserve all the glory. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, you deserve glory on today, Father God. We give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you on today, Father God. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We call on your name. Your name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Yes, God. Jesus, we need you on today, Father God. We need mind change on today, Father God. We need hearts renewed on today, Father God. We need new spirits on today, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for giving us yet another chance. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. We thank you for being compassionate, Father God. We are grateful, Father God, for the little food that we have. We are grateful, Father God, for the little money that we have. We are grateful, Father God, for the roof over our hands, Father God. We are grateful, Father God, for having a man to rest. We thank you, Lord, for healthy children. We thank you, Father God, for our car to drive. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We are grateful and thankful on today. Hallelujah. 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 We thank Hallelujah, you, Father Jesus. God. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for being our refuge. We thank you, Father God, for being our fortress. We thank you, Father God, for protecting us from the foulness and the pestilence, Father God. We thank you for taking us under your wings on today, Father God. We thank you for being our shield, Lord. We thank you for removing and replacing our fear with strength, Father God. We thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. You deserve the praise on today. You deserve the praise on today. We give you glory. Yes, Lord. We give you glory. Hallelujah. When we thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the declaration that will go forth on today. We thank you for just the nuggets that will be shared, Father God. We thank you for giving us the ability just to move forward, to move, to plant good seed. Father God, we thank you for this harvest season. And we give you honor and we give you praise. It's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray on today. Hallelujah, and thank God. You are now in the hands of our declarer. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen again. Well, it's been a while since I've shared twice in a row. But I thank God for uh, the word declaring that we should be also ready at all times. I got a text message at about 5.30. Things shifted, but I thank God for... um, what's in me, uh, what's on me, and um, yeah, and it, it's fine, amen. Well, happy Thursday to each and every one. Um, it is always, always a blessing to watch people walk into um, being part of what helps this particular call grow, so Didi, thank you. Great to hear your sound, Denise, thank you. Great to hear your sound, and to each of you that lended your voice and sound 
to corporate prayer and corporate praise this morning. I thank you and send many blessings. It's Thursday, y'all, and we're still talking about leadership. And I am going to share from a different place today. The reading will be a little bit extensive, but, you know, if anything else, I'm going to share a story first. (laughs) Stories make the world go round, y'all. In a sales environment, we call that a a third-party story, but the only problem is all my stories don't include a party other than myself. They are usually... Uh, they revolve around real things that I've been. But in sales, they, they teach you to make stories up, honey, to close a sale. That's where I would get fired at most times if I have to say something that is not true. Um, and so let me let me give you um, this, this good story before we go into the teaching. Today we'll be coming from the book of Daniel, first chapter, uh, the eighth verse. Uh, I won't say where I'll end. I'll just read once I get there, but I'm going to start a little bit above that because I want to put things into context and give you a little bit of structure to go with the outcome of the why. If I was to to tag this, uh, anything is we don't conform to culture. We actually create it. Uh, that's what we were designed for as kingdom citizens. We We don't conform to culture. We actually created them. So, um, as a matter of fact, I think we're going to tell you a combination of stories because I want to, I want to put all of it together so that you can then apply it to your life. <clears throat> I remember in about 2000 and, eh, I guess I'll say 2003, two, it may have been 2005 or six. I don't know. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But it was one of the first times that I entered corporate America. And I did so because I had been doing hair for a really long time. And I was now a parent and I needed to make sure, so I guess it was 2006, I needed to make sure that I had benefits for my children. And if we'd all just keep it 100, see when you did hair back in the day, before things were digital, you could get away with the dangling X, Y, Z. And so I was on Medi-Cal. I made far too much money to be on Medi-Cal. And I was tired of not being honest about my income. And so I figured I'd help myself out by not having to pay the thousand-something dollars a month that I had to pay to make sure that me and the boys had medical benefits. And so I decided I was going to go to corporate America. (laughs) So I got a job at Comcast. And I'm going to tell you several phases of this. One of the things that God does when, uh, especially he wants to stretch you and shape you in leadership, is he'll put you in places that you are uncomfortable. Now, keep in mind, I started doing hair probably at about the age of 15 or 16 years old and doing it professionally licensed by the age of 18. And so everything I did uh, consisted of me using my hands. I didn't have to be bothered with typing or computers or filing systems, anything administrative. It just, it was not my strength. I was gifted in, in not just making people feel 
better aesthetically, but to look better aesthetically. But uh, it, I say this all the time. It was my first stage. Standing behind that chair had been my first stage. And so here I am with a need for something. Um, there's no way around it. Um, I'm also dealing with a fear. Um, my fear was that I could not type and I was grown. I was old. Um, I couldn't type. I didn't have that skill set, but I knew that I needed something. And so it meant that I had to be uncomfortable temporarily. So I got this job at Comcast and I remember sitting in front of the computer looking at it like, what in the world have I gotten myself into? See me talking and going through the process of the interview was nothing because I was created to speak. Um, and I was created to have impact, even though I didn't know, then I understand today. So I'm sitting at this desk. There was a little boy sitting next to me. His name was Mike Stephanie. I'll never forget him. And I remember staring at that computer and on the inside of myself, honey, I was trembling with everything that I had. I was afraid with the confrontation I was sitting in the middle of with a person, uh, with a thing, with an object that could not argue back. And I'm saying in my head, what are you doing here? Are you out of your mind? And why don't you just continue to sit in uh, getting Medi-Cal and go ahead and finish lying, honey, because that's all you're doing when you're on Medi-Cal and, and you really don't qualify for it. You be lying. <laughs> I think a whole bunch of people can relate to that. And I'm looking at this computer and I'm thinking to myself, I'm never going to make it here. Watching these kids around me at this point, I'm, I don't know how old I was. I'd have to do some math and I can't right now because I'm thinking about 13, <laughs> but I know I was 30 something. And I'm looking at this computer and I'm arguing in my head saying, if you just pick your purse up right now and leave, you'll be fine. If you, you know, nobody will know. You just stick to your Medi-Cal. But I was like, no, I've got to figure this out. I've got to figure this out. I've got to figure this out. And so I'm sitting there and Mike Stephanie is sitting next to me and I had to send an attachment and I didn't even know where to begin. I didn't know how to put it together. And so I was like, can you help me do X, Y, Z sitting at this computer? And so Mike shows me a couple of different things. I promise I'll make this all make sense. Nevertheless, I'm sitting at this place where I'm being stretched on every level. I had to leave notes on every call. I didn't know how to use technology. Uh, go figure. It is my field, right? I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to put calls on hold. I had to train to learn all these different things. And so I'm at this job. And the next thing you know, I find my rhythm. I find my rhythm in this place. And um, it was cool to get a paycheck. I didn't know what that was. I've been self-employed my entire life. I've been at this entrepreneurial thing since I was about eight or nine years old. But this time, I'm getting a paycheck every two weeks. I got clients on the books up the kazoo. I got a husband who pay the bills. And, you know, I'm, I'm living. I'm loving it. I'm chilling. <laughs> and as time goes on, not only do I learn my job, but I learn it so well that innately I begin to teach new recruits. And if you know anything about me, I am a systems girl, regardless of the fact that I have not been exposed to technology. My eye, because of what I'm mantled for, I recognize errors and faster ways to do things that are more efficient and effective for everyone. Now, of course, I didn't know this. I, 
I didn't know this at the time, but God was building me. He was constructing me. In that moment, I was unlearning some things. I was coming out of uh, that that survival mentality uh, because I started combing hair because I promised myself I'd never have to depend on anybody on the planet other than me. Listen to all the systems that had been set up that are being deconstructed through walking life out. So this job where I started to notice errors, I would show uh, my managers or my superiors problems with pathways in the process of what we did. So much so that very quickly I rose at the company um, to being a lead, from a lead to, you know, this, that, and it, it was a very short season of my life. But what I noticed, I think, for the first time is that no matter where I went, no matter how I started, by the time it was over, I would be leading people. And I ended up being part of this, what we call the special team. It was called an A team. And the A team looked at processes before they rolled out to the floor that would um, be indicative of the customer experience or the end user's experience being that of excellence. Now, mind you, I had never worked a job before in my life outside of working at salons with other people, but that wasn't a job. That was just me operating in my strength and my skill. Well, I had to rely on in this season um, and at that time, I already had a prayer life established, and I remember going home and asking God to show me how to do X, Y, Z. Teach me how uh, to, to exceed their expectations and what that looks like. So long story short, I'm on this particular team. I had a, a supervisor at the time. Her name was Linda Rowe. I loved Linda Rowe. I got a promotion, um, a, a second promotion, a third or fourth, I don't even know what number promotion it was, and this was all within the guise of maybe less than about 18 months. I kept getting promoted, kept getting promoted. And mind you, when I, the first day I got there, I was terrified. But what I began to notice was the hand of God on my life who would give me the wit, who would give me the skill, who would help me identify the problems in order to take them to uh, my superiors so that it could be addressed for all and the benefit of all. And so, um, Linda and I were really, really close, and I remember uh, I've told a story to you all about a guy named Kevin Cohen, and when I got this promotion, uh, there was a, a meeting with this particular department, uh, and the AP, which is just the, uh, not AP, <laughs> I'm talking about Jackie, Jacqueline, um, but th there were two leaders, the director and the person under the director, I forgot what his real title was. But that day that I met him, <clears throat> um, something was happening in him, and it happened through me. It's a man that I spent three days with who was an atheist when we went into his office, who resigned from the job and became a devout Christian thereafter. Right, so all these different things happening around me. Now, I didn't know then that today I'd be sharing this story um, as I watched God show me what he had put in my life and on my life. Last phase of this particular story is there was, uh, it was holiday season. It was around this time. And we used to have things like rallies, right? They were to build 
teams and to um, build morale in the center. And uh, they were planning all the goings on uh, because we weren't allowed to celebrate Christmas. We weren't allowed to have a Christmas tree. We weren't allowed to say Jesus. Like I used to get scolded for having my Bible on my desk. And so long story short, I had a really good girlfriend who was a devout believer. Her name was Sharice Hedgepath. If anybody knows that she's amazing, I love her. And if you see her, tell her, Dion said, hey, girl, hey. And in the planning of this rally, their plan was to bring a fortune teller into the call center. Y'all know me. I was born to slay witches and demons and warlocks. So I was like, oh, my God, well, I'm not going to be able to work here. That's going to be 10 problems. And I I shared with Sharice, like, hey, I got a problem. If, if we don't have a fortune teller, we need to have a Christmas tree. If we don't have a fortune teller, we need to be able to sing Christmas carols. We need to talk about Jesus. If they can bring their witch stuff, carol cards and stuff like that in here, um, not knowing what they're going <laughs> to open up over this center, y'all going to be trying to figure out why people killing themselves in the bathroom. I'm not, I was like, well, I'm not coming. I'm not coming to work, and if you play with me too hard, I'm probably going to quit because I didn't really care. The money was irrelevant. I was enjoying the experience of growing and being stretched. Well, lo and behold, uh, for folks that have ever worked with me corporately, I get put out of every job I have behind Jesus. (laughs) Always have and probably always would. Long story short, I got called into the office because I had rallied people together (laughs) to protest this fortune teller coming to that particular property that we could have everything else y'all talked about, but that fortune teller, tarot card reading, foolishness, listen, I don't got time. Y'all scaring me. You're making my nerves bad. This was before I understood anything about my gifts, before I understood anything about the call that was on my life. Wasn't no declared victory. I was just who I was. By the grace of God, I am who I am. And I contested, and they absolutely ostracized me. I got in all kinds of trouble, and I didn't care. I don't care. It's the truth. You don't know, but we're dealing with two different worlds. Now, this man just walked off y'all job talking about this Jesus that I'm talking about. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not putting my Bible in in no drawer because I read it. Your little book on your desk, leave me alone. Quit bothering me because I look like I'm alone, but I promise you I'm not. I assure you, this was before I knew what I understand today. This was before I realized that I was called to something different and that no matter where I went, I would always be peculiar. No matter how I approached the room, I would always be considered different, and I, I, I still, in that moment, I didn't own it, and my feelings were hurt because I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to help y'all. I want y'all to die. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want y'all to fall out and be trying to figure out what it is, honey. Y'all messing with them devils and demons. Y'all play too much, and I can't. And there's too many people in here for me not to say something. I got, I gotta say something. So now let, let's let's go to the word. Let's see what that looks like. And again, I tag this. We do not conform to culture. We create it. I don't got I don't care what you do. I ain't doing that. My favorite statement. I don't care where you going. I ain't going there. You enjoy yourself. 
have fun. Holler at your girl. Let me know how it was. Right? So Daniel, the first chapter, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the fifth verse first. And then I'm gonna go from five to eight and I'll I'll read until I'm done. Hold on one second, you guys. Just a, a quick double check if you can. Make sure your phones are muted for me. That would help me out a lot. Rochelle is unavailable today. Amen. All right, it says, and the king assigned a daily rotation for them from his finest food and from his wine, which he drank. They were to be educated and nourished this way for three years so that at the end of the time, they were prepared to enter the king's service. Let's jump down to eight. But Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile, taint, dishonor himself with the king's finest food or with the wine which the king drank. So he asked the commander of the officials that he might be excused so that he would not defile himself. Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials. And the commander of the officials said to Daniel, I am afraid of my lord, the king, who has prearranged your food and your drink. For why should he see your faces looking more haggard than the young men who are your own age? And then you would make me forfeit my head to the king. But Daniel said to the overseer, who was the commander of the officials uh, and had been appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, uh, Mishael and Azrai, please test your servants for 10 days and let us, and you know, this was talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, yeah. And so uh, let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. And then let our appearance and the appearance of the young men who eat the king's finest food be observed and compared by you. And deal with your servants in accordance with what you see. So the man listened to them and in this manner and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, it seemed that they were looking better and healthier than all the young men who had ate the king's fine food. So the overseer continued to withhold their fine food and the wine they were to drink and kept giving them vegetables. And as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all kinds of literature and wisdom. Daniel also understood all kinds of versions of dreams. And at the end of the time set by the king to bring all the young men in before him, the commander of the the officials presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. And the king spoke with them, and among them all, not one was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they were selected and assigned to stand before the king and enter his personal service. In every manner of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the learned magicians, enchanters, magi in his whole realm. Right? And so here there had been, um, before Daniel was was caught per that he had already established in his heart the times where uh, Daniel was observed by the other men and because of what he looked like, his appearance, 
um, you know, the reality there, people see you, they they see you and borderline want to be you, they see you and want to understand how you understand, they see you and don't get why all of a sudden you have favor, they see you and don't really um, put together the, the sacrifices that you made to be where you are, who you are, how you are, keeping in mind we don't conform to culture, we create it. And so here Daniel and uh, his his people are in a strange land. They are in process of pilgriming. They are in process of uh, going from one place to another, and they're in foreign lands and foreign countries. One of the things about today's culture is that culture is a creepy thing, right? Culture can be created uh, on a telephone call. Culture can be created in a Zoom room. Culture can, can be created in a church building. Culture can be created in a small group. Culture can be created in an office. You ever notice that there is, uh, because words have spirit and they are life, you ever notice that in, in certain places where, um, like I'll say your, your workplace, where certain environments are messy, or you notice that the spirit is kind of common of gossip or the spirit is kind of common of people being uh, sarcastic or cynical. Uh, you, you will start to notice if you pay attention to different atmospheres and environments and a strong leader walks in a room and feels the weight of the spirit of the room when it comes to kingdom living. Right there is a difference between how we see things and how unbelievers see things because we are in the world but not of it. Daniel uh, and and his companions were in a place where the culture was being created and cultivated by a king's command, uh, and the king's command was often influenced by those that were close to him, and those that were close to him were responsible for observing the masses to see who shot John and what's what. If you notice the the context and the construct of this particular text, the impact of how Daniel moved around was being watched because number one, he was good looking. Do you not know that sometimes what you look like will give you access to things that other people just won't get has much to do with your countenance, but more than anything has everything to do with what God has on your life. Sometimes you're attracted to certain people for certain seasons of their life because you were sent into that life to shift some things, kind of like uh, Kevin Cohen being an atheist, a devout atheist, a a consistent atheist, but he would not let me out of that room because of what was on me. Didn't have anything to do with how smart or wonderful I am. God had predestined him, according to Psalms 139, 13 through 16. See, that day was written in his book, right? That day was written to establish some things in him that he didn't even know existed. But because God will leave the 99 to get the one, you don't conform to culture. You create it. Hallelujah. And sometimes you create it in complete and utter silence. Daniel didn't say, hey, I'm wrong. I'm chosen of God. I'm favored. I am highly esteemed among the peasants. Honey, David didn't, I mean, Daniel didn't say none of that. He just was. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Hallelujah. So Daniel and, and his comrades, Daniel and his people, mind you, they have renamed them and everything, right? 
He said, no, I know that's what y'all do over here. That's cool. That's fine. I respect it. But I ain't doing that. No. You have whatever you like to eat. But what I'm going to eat is this broccoli. Give me this broccoli. If you know me, you know. <laughs> Run me that broccoli or give me some salad or a salmon wrap or something. And don't get me wrong, I, I like good food. But, but I know what I'm called to eat. <laughs> right? When I'm not eating it, it's because I'm thrown off. Let me just say that right there. We don't conform to culture. We create it. Right? And so here it is that uh, uh, the commander recognizes that because Daniel refused to do what everybody else was called to do, Daniel said, check this out. I'm so confident in the fact that I'm not supposed to do that, that I'm going to do this. And then what I want you to do is after this particular season, after this particular time, Daniel was not concerned about being tested. He wasn't concerned about uh, uh, what the outcome would be because he already knew that he had a standard of his own. Can, can I ask everybody a question today, right? Um, one of the hardest things to do, and especially as an adult, right, um, sometimes we'll sit in environments and we watch everybody else uh, do whatever they want to do. They get away with everything. I mean, they get away with lying. They get away with stealing. They get away with cheating. They get away with tramping. They get away with uh, hustling. They get away with a whole bunch of stuff. But you try it and see what happens. The whole thing like the whole world shut down. Even in our culture of, of leadership where uh, most leaders are tempted to drink their own Kool-Aid. We have countless examples of leaders that um, did not create culture but conformed to the systems and the processes of the world that later make news because they would not maintain or contain their flesh. See, Daniel could have eaten the best of the best according to their culture, but he already has made up in his mind I, I don't need to do what you guys do in an effort to be elevated or promoted in an effort to be chosen. I'm going to do uh, what I know is in my heart to do. There is a posture of a true leader that no matter what goes on around them, if they have a path, their direction is sure. Their footing is sure. There is no room for negotiation out of what they are called to or what they are created to do. The ultimate goal is to complete the task, not just effectively, but efficiently. Daniel had already discovered that he was assigned to do a certain thing a certain way. And then when the commander uh, observed him, every single thing that Daniel shared with them, listen, y'all can do whatever you want. I'm going to stick to this and watch what the outcome is. And isn't it just like God to get glory, especially when the world is moving in a direction where uh, we are reckless and where our decisions are based upon what's happening in the times and the seasons? Isn't it just like God? Isn't it just like God to continue to keep his hand on you, to continue to raise you up and to move you forward in spite of what everybody else is doing. The thing that I love most about Daniel is he was committed to his culture. He was committed to creating culture. He was committed to exercising his right 
spiritually and naturally to honor God with his life no matter what was happening in culture. When's the last time you simply put your foot down? I ain't doing that. I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. I'm not joining that. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it appears the benefit might be. Right? We have to get to a point where we're not afraid to stand on the principles of God and where sometimes we're willing to take the risk, keeping in mind that um, this was just the beginning of Daniel putting his foot down. Right? He put his foot down concerning his appetite, hallelujah, and what he took into himself. Because do you know that the things that you take into you uh, have the power to defile you? That's why even the spirit that lingers over uh, the religious and the traditional is that of being unhealthy in our body. Everything we do is surrounded by food. We have Bible study. Uh, they're going to have some donuts. We have a small group. Uh, Somebody's going to bring some uh, taco casserole. We have a, 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 a funeral. We leave there and go to the repast, and we're going to have chicken, spaghetti, green beans, a roll, uh, uh, a piece of pound cake that Mother Hattie even made. Who made this? <laughs> and some red punch. We're going to have that every time. A little napkin. And that's the white fork that's too small for any grown person to eat off of, right? That's a culture. That's a thing. There's a, a spirit in rooms. And whether or not we know it, whether or not we understand it, every single place you go has a spirit lingering because all these people are talking. All these words are looming in rooms. All of these emotions, all of these different uh, feelings. Y'all don't know, but that's one of the reasons I don't like going outside. I don't want to feel all that. I don't want to hear all of that. I don't want to be exposed to all of that. But I also understand that I was created to interrupt all of it. Hallelujah. I understand that I was created to go and be in the midst of it so that things would uh, be impacted. I'm created to do that. And the question you have to ask yourself is what culture do you refuse to interrupt in order to create culture? There is something that God is trying to get to you and through you, through your person. Right? Daniel understood that he was very uh, uh, specific in what he was called to very specific in what he was sent to accomplish. He understood that certain things he just could not do. There were certain places he just could not, I'm not doing that, right? We don't conform to culture, we create it. And so this, again, was the beginning of Daniel being to set a standard in spite of what the king's issue was, in spite of uh, what the king's decree was, so much so, that it made uh, the commanders and the soldiers jealous, so much so that they got to dry snitching. <laughs> hey, King, you gave a decree that at 4 o'clock everybody's supposed to bow to you. Daniel was like, I'm not doing that. And when I go up here in this room, I'm going to open these windows. <laughs> That's my dog. That's my kind of foolishness. That's my kind of caring. I don't care what you said. I'm about to do this. Right? So much so that it landed him in the lion's den. He was courageous. He didn't care what people thought of him. He was not interested in people pleasing. We don't conform to culture. We create it. 
right? Daniel didn't care how they felt about his observation of Jesus. He didn't care uh, of God. I won't say Jesus then yet, right? He didn't care that uh, they didn't understand that he was called to a certain thing, that everything that you do, I'm not interested in doing because that's not what my life was created for. Daniel didn't care about the risk that he took. Daniel didn't care about the consequences on the other side of something that was not him walking in his truth. I'm going to do this, not his truth, but the truth. He had instructions. Let me ask you a question. What have you compromised here of late that you know God said, don't go over there no more, right? Why are you still doing that? Why is that still a thing? Why is that still in the way of your progress? Daniel didn't make excuses. Well, because the king said, I'm supposed to eat this. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. And I know you don't get it. And I know you're watching me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go. Y'all have fun. Tell me how it was. Let, let your girl know if it was the proper turn up or not, because I'm, I'm not doing that. Right? And so there are moments and times and seasons in our lives that God will give us a direction. He will give us a command, right? This first precedence of what it is that Daniel did prior to any of the other great things that he is today still commended for. Over 2,000 years later, we're still talking about Daniel because he had the courage not to conform to culture, but to create it. Listen, I know you said pray to this king. Honey, I don't know this man. I don't know what he do in the midnight hour when ain't nobody watching, and I'm not bowing to him. I'm not praising him. I'm not worshiping him. I'm going to worship this God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob, this God that has proven himself strong, this God that was with Moses is now here with me, and I don't care about your lion's den, and I don't care about uh, the fiery furnace. I don't care about any of it. I don't care about what's next. Right here, um, Daniel makes it very clear that he's not worried about what their processes are. My instructions are solid and sure. What kind of character do you have to have uh, to refuse steak and uh, baked potatoes with extra sour cream and cheese and chai? <laughs> Listen, who who wouldn't want a good glass of Merlot with uh, uh, some prime rib or some, as my grandmother would say, some filet me mean, honey done, medium, not too red, but not too done, just perfect. Who wouldn't want some uh, blanched string beans with extra garlic and a little bit of extra uh, garlic butter on top of them? Who wouldn't want some asparagus or some Brussels sprouts charred just right, right now? He could have all of that, but they had the best of the fatty calf, the best of the wine, the best of everything. Daniel, I don't want none of that. All I want is what I'm allowed to eat. Right? You guys help yourself. And wouldn't it be just like God because of the favor that rests on his life, because of the courage to stand uh, when he could have, uh, made a different decision. He could have just went along to get along. How many times have you gone along to get along trying not to buck the system? Give me a system. 
I'm going to buck it. <laughs> I'm not going to keep laughing that loud, y'all. I'm so sorry because I don't care about any of it. I know what God told me to do. I know what God said. I know what I see. I understand all of it, right? And it says, and God gave them all intelligence, right? Sometimes it's your sacrifice that changes the outcome. It's your sacrifice that God will all of a sudden intervene. He will all of a sudden interrupt what you had in mind in an effort to get what he had from eternity in the earth through you. Our lives are simply conduits. All we're here to do is process what heaven has already said, right? All we're here to do is put hands and feet to the spirit that was released to your body to complete a specific task, right? We all have uh, an object, an objective, and the, an end goal. We all have a responsibility in the earth. There was, uh, even if we go back to Genesis 1 and 1, Right in the beginning, God created. When we start to look at the fact that we don't conform to culture, we create it, we think about the fact that we were made in his likeness and in his image and that everything about him was creative. Notice that anything that is not creative, anything that is replicated or duplicated has no creativity to it. It is There's no imagination that it consists of. There is no new structure or strategy. It is just somebody repeating what somebody else done, right? Our job is to create a thing for the people to pattern, like what I shared on yesterday, right? Our job is to be the one who has the courage to go against the cultural norm in an effort to get something new into the earth. Our responsibility is to do what we do so well that the people are reporting, hey, you see, uh, well, wham, she over there making waves. She over there, he over there changing nations. You see such and such and so and so, right? But we have to pay attention that our instruction is not based on cultural norm or cultural acceptance, but it is rooted in you know, submission, surrender, and complete agreement with God that it is steeped in the truth of what the word of God says about who we are, that it is encompassed by what God motivated in you from eternity, from his own imagination. See, Daniel didn't have uh, any idea or mindset about people pleasing, which is one of our greatest struggles, even as leaders. Some leaders get so sidetracked by uh, trying to please the masses. Listen, I don't need you to invite me. I don't care about your flyer. But let me tell you what I'm going to do behind the scenes. Somebody getting pulled out. I'm fine with that. Whatever it is that you were designed to do, you don't conform to culture. You create it. I don't care how hood you are, how much you used to be a dope thing. I don't care if you was a hoe on the street. It does None of that matters. All of that experience was designed to put you in position to change atmospheres when you walk into it. That's the testimony and that which you've overcome, as the word says, and we overcome by the words of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. Daniel said, listen, I know what y'all do, right? I'm not cut for that. I'm not cut for it, nor am I cut from it. So I'm going to do what God gave me to do and how God gave it to me to do. One of the things I know about the sacrifice of not going along to get along, when you honor God with your life, 
when you honor him with your substance, there's a level of favor that happens in your life that opens doors that you didn't even attempt, attempt to walk to, right? Next thing you know, things are, are moving and doors are opening and ways are being made that you did not solicit, right? There, there are things that happen. And because of his uh, line in the sand, it opened doors for him that no one could close. Because of his line in the sand, he could see things and hear things. He understood things that other people just did not see, hear, or understand. And my question I want to leave you with this morning as I begin to close <clears throat> is what is the standard that God set for your life individually? And, and I guarantee you that as soon as I said it, you remember. There's, that's, it's just that one thing, yet that thing. What did God tell you to do that because it's not accepted culturally, you're like, mm, I don't want to do that because I don't want nobody to say nothing to me. They're going to think I'm weird. Be weird. Dag nabbit. I wanted to cuss right there, y'all. <clears throat> Be strange. Right? It is not for the benefit of you. Right? And I'm just being silly, but I'm not. Um, it is the difference that matters. We, we are so busy trying to wash our difference away that the people that we were created um, to impact, that the rooms we were created to shift with our presence, we aren't shifting because we're scary, right? We aren't shifting because we're afraid of what's next. We aren't shifting because we don't have the confidence that God will be with us no matter what happens. And Daniel is evidence. Daniel is evidence of the confidence that we can have in God. When we set the standard and we keep the bar raised, right, we become the standard. We become that which people epitomize. We become the thing that changes the trajectory of someone else's life because of our difference. So this morning, I, I want to remind you just once again, we don't conform to culture. We create it. You are the culture. The kingdom is the culture. Right? The word says repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You are the kingdom. Everything about you is designed to be intrusive. It's designed to interrupt spaces. But we always ducking and apologize. I don't have nothing. I don't care who don't like it. I don't owe you anything. I owe him everything. And because I owe him everything, and it means that sometimes my appetite is going to be different. I don't want to do that. I could. I could do it and get away with it in my mind. But I would never want to forfeit the power, um, the access, the favor, the hand of God that's on my life to finish this work I was sent here to do for y'all culture. Keep it. Have it. Have it. And if we pay attention, if we notice that in certain regions, there's a specific spirit that overtakes that region. And the next thing you know, everybody is affected or impacted. I could even give you something as simple as Miami, where everybody got a BBL. <laughs> you get a BBL, as Sabrina was saying. You get a BBL. You get a BBL. You get a BBL. It's a culture. 
right? And I'm not saying anything is wrong with it. Do whatever you like to do. But I want you to notice patterns. Or if, if you go to a specific city, right, if, if, in Oakland right now, you can drive over there if you feel like it, but chances are you're going to get bipped. That's a spirit. It's a culture right amongst the D-boys, right? Imagine one of our young men being like, man, I'm not doing that. And y'all stupid for doing it. Right, there are things that we were created, and, and there is a young man that said that to his friends. There is one that has a little courage, and, yeah, man, no, I'm not doing that. My mama drive a car. My granny drive a car. Right, there's a spirit in every single region. If you go to specific churches, you know some churches messy, right? They might be petty or cliquish. Or some, some churches you go to and they real, real bougie, right, extra, over-the-top bougie. Or some churches you go to, they real, real hood. It's chances are it's glocks and nines in every other purse, right? We don't conform to culture. We go in and we interrupt culture. We create uh, something new. We create a different spirit, which is one of the reasons why uh, we deal with people using hashtag church hurt so much, right? You go and into certain cultures and climates, and people don't understand that you were designed to create xyz i could go on and on y'all but i'm gonna stop right there i pray that something that i said um took you back to at least what it is that god called you to do specifically because i know i know he reminded you of something i'm positive right i know that he brought something to your remembrance i'm sure of it i want you to get that thing in your mind and even if you have a pen and paper in hand you may be driving Talk, text it to yourself. What is it that God told you to do the first time? And I wish God would say something. He did. He ain't saying nothing else because his mind did not change concerning you. Amen. Amen. Well, that being said, y'all, listen, we're, this is the time that we have set aside for those that may have joined the call a little bit late. Um, you didn't get a chance perhaps to say good morning. Uh, I'm going to unmute all of us, and uh, you can mute yourself back if you'd like, but I'll, uh, Rochelle is unavailable today, so. Um, if we have any again that joined the call a little bit late and you'd like to say good morning, you can do so now. It's in. Good morning, Sister Gloria. This is Mary. Praise the Lord for a new day. Thank you so much for your declaration. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any men before we move forward? Any men that want to say good morning? Good morning, Yvette. Yvette, you ain't no man. You not y'all ain't what's wrong? Can y'all hear me? Sorry, I'm at work. I was sleeping. <laughs> Sorry, y'all know I'm a little special. Amen. Uh last time, any men that want to say good morning before we move forward? Yeah. It's okay, babe. Yo, 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 good morning. Yo, 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 yo. What's <laughs> up, my beautiful bitches? Good morning. Amen. Amen. Anybody that may have joined the call um, and, and you've just never said anything, you may not be a new caller, but you've never spoken before. Anybody? 
All right. And if not, Ali Ali Oxen Free. Morning, y'all. Good morning. It's sunshine. Hey, sunshine. Good morning. Good morning. It's Danielle. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Good morning. It's Gracious Gigi. Thank you for your word. I'm cracking up a little bit, but it was good. Amen. Morning, girl. Good morning, Ma. This is Leomia. Good morning, Ma. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Great decoration. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Good morning, it's Jubilant. Juliet. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Good morning, this is Swanita. Hey, Swanita. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning. It's beloved Barb. I absolutely love your humor. You gave me a lot of food for thought. Thank you so much. Love you. Yeah, play too much. Sorry. Hey, Barb girl. Good morning. It's Bree Bree. I'm taking sign ups for all the flat booty saints who need a BBL. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't stay. Oh, my goodness. Good morning, engine number nine. Bree just messed me up. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Get me. So, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, All right, people. This me. Hey me, hey me, girl. Okay, so let's let's walk right into this dialogue. I, I want to know: Did anybody get a memo concerning what they were supposed to do? Hey, girl. Hey. No, I had to. Oh, hey, in. girl. Hey, what you doing here? Girl, listening, listening to you and talk about your big brother Daniel, cause y'all is y'all wasn't having it at all. And he said, "I'm doing what God." No, I ain't doing that. Uh, uh, none of it. He said, "I that I ain't doing it. That's what I ain't gonna do." And right. I'll fight you. Um, right, right, and and you heard what he said. I'm going over here by myself. So leave me alone. Stop peeking in my windows, seeing what I'm doing. Didn't he give y'all a, de- a declare, a decree to do? Oh, go over there and mind your business because I'm doing what I need to do, minding God's business. Yeah. Well, great share. You know, I had to listen in, girl. This this is this is my uh, breakfast of champions. No matter what I'm doing, I got to chime in. I love you. Love you. Hey, D. I yeah. love you, Shell. I'll check on you later. So, Dion, I, <clears throat> big up to Mike Stephanie because I know that's my brother I went to school with. Love him dearly. But when you were talking about working at Comcast, it made me chuckle because back in that time, if you worked at good old Comcast or PacBell or PG&E with them good old benefits, I, ha- I had to think about that, right? And you might get you a, a, a line technician come run your cable. Okay, that's a whole other story. But mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I was thinking when me and Diane worked at um, AT&T, how we'd be in the break room praying. We get so in trouble for praying. But LGBT and any other organization could put their flyers up 
and, and mm-hmm. have stuff on their desk. We were told to put our Bibles away, to listen to our mm-hmm. gospel music. It was so, so much to that. And then the other thing, I thank you guys when I sent you a text on Saturday. I had no idea when Armani asked me to open up the prayer. I didn't know it was for Richmond City. I didn't know that there were going to be so many millennials of all different walks. And everybody was talking about depression and mental illness. And these are young people. And so I didn't, and then it was uh, half of the service was in Spanish and, and half in English. So I'm looking at Armani like, you know, I don't know Spanish, so if you need me to pray in Spanish, somebody else got to do it. But what I prayed, I didn't know how many of these young people came up to me after and was so thankful. Um, Elizabeth was one of her names, a Hispanic girl. A lot of them have attempted suicide, and they're from mm-hmm. Richmond. And so it just made me thankful that I was led to go, even though my son told me to be there at 12, and I didn't pray to two. That's a whole other story. But just thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> thank you, sis. And when you know what you're assigned to, it doesn't matter how you look, you know, on the outside. Because I know, again, I always say I'm a lot, but I know when I'm assigned and it feels so good. So thank you and I love you. Hi, Sebastian. Oh, let me call me. Hi, boo. <laughs> amen. Amen. Thank you for that, sis. Good stuff. Anybody else? Hey, Blessing. It's Kind Kim. I got the memo. I got to corrupt and create. I'm just thankful that I'm not born to fit in. I'm meant to stand out. So the declaration was amazing this morning. I pray nothing but abundant blessings and multitudes over you, my love. God bless everybody. Thank you, kind Blessings to you. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Jim. Yeah. Yeah, I love that what you said. You know, we don't conform culture we created. And all I could think of was um, 1 Peter 2, 9, where it says that you are a a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And this made me think, you know, when we, we step into an environment, we need to, you know, realize that we're a royalty. Nothing you said too that he made me. Just read my devotion was saying that too this morning. You know, um, the enemy tried to trick us to make us think that, you know, we're trying to obtain something that we already had. I created us in his image. And so things should shift. Right. Um, But then it's about us accepting um, what he said about us. Right? Acknowledging that. You know, and um, and and this move stepping forward. That's really powerful. That's very powerful. So I just want to thank you for allowing the Lord to speak to you once again. Amen. Amen. God be praised. <clears throat> Amen. Hey, Dion. It's Danielle. Yeah. Can you can you tell me the uh, or when can I go back and listen again? So I forget how to do that. Um, I have a day off today, so I wanted to listen to the um, the re- retake, the recording, so I can get the scriptures again. Uh, it, it's just it was just one one scripture, Daniel, the first chapter. Um, Daniel one verse okay. five. Mm-hmm. And and you can read the full chapter. Yeah, just start there. It wasn't a, I didn't use a whole bunch of scriptures like I did yesterday. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Thank yeah, you. 
it will be available today at some point. Okay, thank you. Love you so much. Great word. Great word. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right, guys. Well, I'm BBLs. Don't play with. I'm sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Good Lord. Anybody? Anybody? Dun dun dun. All right, guys. Well, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. It's seven sixteen. I'll give you your time back. Um, I pray that something that I said um, will give you the courage to say, I ain't doing that. <laughs> Go ahead and tell somebody no. Oh, wait, Dion, it's Danielle again. You need to make some T-shirts. <laughs> I ain't doing that. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I need me. I need me. I ain't doing that T-shirt. A Daniel, a Daniel one, and, and I, but, but I hear you. <laughs> and when I tell you, that's one of my favorite statements. I say it. I ain't doing that. You do whatever you like, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not. Look, I ain't be a nobody girlfriend for five years. I'm a hundred. You know what you want to do. What we doing? Boy, I ain't, I ain't never, 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 not never going to be nobody's religious, traditional nothing. I ain't doing that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Not at all. You say what I like that T-shirt. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm a, I'm a man. I need a, I ain't doing that T-shirt. I, 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 I got you. Get on it. You'll have one before the end of the day. Check my page. Okay. I guarantee <laughs> I ain't playing. I ain't doing that. You, I, I, you, you might want to you might want to add by D.D. Cherise or something, but I just needed to say I ain't doing that. <laughs> That's Straight what you call it. God called you to go. If I don't tell y'all nothing else, in real life, the, the moment, well, I've, I've always said I ain't doing that, and and it has served me. It was certain things. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give y'all this, and then I'll let y'all go. Now, back in the day, y'all got to know that my mind has worked how it's worked my whole life, but before I was saved, I was not, right? So all my friends was hustling and, uh, you know, uh, we we did white collar crime stuff. We was pink slipping cars, and they was running insurance scams, and it was certain stuff. I'm not I'm not doing that. I, and everybody around me, you hear me? Everybody around me got indicted, except for me. Huh. And not some of them. I'm talking about my whole crew. 
because we would get to a certain point, and my favorite statement was, I ain't doing that. Nope. I'll tell you how to do it, but I ain't doing it myself. When I tell you every, I had a girlfriend who her her only desire was to be a, a registered nurse. And she didn't even know she was doing what she was doing. I kept trying to tell her, girl, now you don't want to love him. <laughs> Just get a few trinkets and go and walk away. But no. <laughs> Baby, I was a hater. I was trying to get her man. I said, no, 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 no. I'm, I don't want none of that. I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you mess with him. You're going to mess around and go to jail. Oh, you're just a hater. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay, got it. <laughs> Listen, it took her, I don't even know how long, to get that stuff off her record to be able to even operate with her nursing license. She couldn't even get her nursing license until she got that stuff that she didn't even know nothing about. Behind association, you got to be careful that when you walk with people, that they yes look like yo yes. Everything else is costly. I ain't telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I've experienced. Everybody went to jail. Everybody went. Everybody had a record and was and needed to get bailed out by their mama. I knew that wasn't an option. Jackie wasn't coming. <laughs> Period. I I can tell that out. And me and all my hood winking and all of the rest of the stuff, no, she was not for it. You hear me? So that being said, listen, you better make sure your yes is your yes and your no is your no. And you doing what it is that God called you to do is super important. It's super important. Amen. Anybody else before we go? Amen. Well, praise God. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. I pray that something that I said got on every single nerve that you got, um, that it feels like somebody got a stick pin in your shoe and they poking you um, so that you will do what it is that God called you to do, so that you will stand in the difference that he called you to stand in, so that you will operate from a place of direction and confidence that is born of his spirit so that he will get the glory out of your life and so that your life will duplicate itself and the people you were created to impact will not only be impacted, but they'll be impacted to change. I love you, but I promise God loves you the most. I'm a holler. <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. Love you, Dion. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Love you all. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Be a blessing to someone. Yes.